This episode's been brought to you by the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund. For more information, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Greetings, Horns. This is Coach Mike, and welcome to Season 2 of Texas Taekwondo in the Coach's Corner. In today's episode, I sit down with recent graduates and roommates, Danica Deaton, Patricia Lim, and Jenna Hermoso, and hear what life was like in the 2020 Taekwondo House. I'm not really good at making podcasts. I think your podcast is and, uh, Yeah. Oh, so you've been listening? Yeah, I love them. I was like secretly hoping I'd be on one. <laughs> but something you never say aloud because then you're lame to say it. So I'm just kind of waiting in the background. Uh, you know, Aiden flat out just asked to be on one. Really? <laughs> He's a liar. He didn't tell me. He's like, yeah, Mike asked me. And so, uh, well, you know, I did it. And so, hmm. <laughs> I want to get started with y'all's beginnings in Taekwondo. Um, I know I've talked to a few of y'all, and I I know some of y'all's stories, but I'd really like to hear in depth and you know uh, some of the details and hearing it come from y'all. And so we'll start with Danica. How in depth do you want this? Well, I guess just. If you were to tell the next generation of Texas Taekwondo your background in Taekwondo. Okay, I could tell it was short. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so started my, there was a Taekwondo studio literally around the corner from my house. Um, it was ATA, as most people know, that have known me. My brother actually did it before me. My brother, my cousin, my uncle, like four or five family members did it but they were all male and I was really jealous and I wanted to do it with the boys because I have all brothers. But my mother told me at the time, no, you're a girl, you're going to dance. So I danced instead. I begged for like a year. My dad secretly took me one day and signed me up. I started, I did it for like three or four years. And then I got some uh, like meddling and things like that, like some titles and stuff in ATA, but I outgrew it. Like I, maxed out my growth and I wanted to go further people mentioned the Olympics things like that and I was really interested in it but I didn't know how to do it and so it kind of fizzled out I turned to dance I ended up being a competitive dancer for 10 years and then when I got to UT I went to UT specifically for their dance team I was going to be a competitive dancer here as well so I went to go try out right after I broke my knee actually so I went to go try out got the wrong um, room because I didn't know that UT had multiple gyms, ran into um, the Taekwondo open house, made eye contact with Joe, and then never turned back. And I've been a full club member ever since. And then it took to the second semester until I became like a team member. And then my investment has only grown. Wait, so the whole journey of you joining Texas Taekwondo was a was based on an accident? Absolute chance. Yeah, we wrote, I had an assignment. One of my final assignments for the semester was write about like a life-changing accident. And I was like, oh, I have the perfect story. <laughs> and so I wrote about accidentally walking into the room being like, oh shit, so I'm going to turn around and then not being able to turn around because someone saw me and said, are you here for Taekwondo? And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I'm totally here. And so I just kind of played it off and I never left. Wow. Yeah, I was wow. in spandex. That's crazy. I was super embarrassed because like I was like the least stressed person there, but it worked out. 
Wow. I mean, so that's kind of similar to how I joined um, Texas Taekwondo a long time ago. I originally trained in ITF, and I sought out the ITF club first, um, but they weren't having class during the summers, so I just went to WTF instead and liked what I trained with and stayed ever since. Um, not quite as cool as yours, <laughs> not as serendipitous, but uh, that's pretty neat. I never knew mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I never knew WT existed. I and mean, people kept throwing away around WT, ITF, ATA, and I didn't, I didn't even know I did ATA Taekwondo until I had been in the club for a semester or two. And someone asked me Jeez. why I looked different. I was like, oh, I had no <laughs> idea I looked different. Let's jump to Jana. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of familiar with your background. And it's funny because I know more of it through, like, your brother. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I don't think I really yeah. heard it from you. My brother and I started Taekwondo. Uh, I was like five, four or five years old. My brother was nine years old. And my dad was looking for schools around the area to enroll us in because he did Taekwondo back in the Philippines when he was in college. And he thought it was a really good experience. So he wanted his kids to have the same thing. So we looked around Houston and we found Kim's Taekwondo so he enrolled us and so we went like almost every day after school and actually Daniel and Anthony Yoon were also there so we kind of like grew up together and we like spar each other all the time like my and Daniel and Jude were rivals it was funny and <laughs> and I, I, I was listening to the podcast with Daniel and then when I heard like Daniel mentioned Jude and that little rivalry going on I showed Jude actually and he's like oh my gosh I'm I'm ready I'm ready for him I'm ready Ooh, yeah. I like it I pay money for yeah. that one it's coming soon after this is all over everyone's back to regular <laughs> business it's gonna be Daniel and Jude yeah all this pent up anger right? Just I, uh, yeah. <laughs> in quarantine. But yeah, uh, so we basically grew up with that. And I did that for a couple years. And I took like the belt test like every two months, every time that they had it. So I, my brother and I, we kind of like progressed pretty quickly compared to like the other kids, just because we would like just learn all the poomse and all the techniques and all the board breaking. Um, and we were just really on top of the curriculum. And so by the time I was like eight years old, I got my black belt, uh, but then, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, cool. wow. like I just breaking boards like at that time, and just like I mean, like I was pretty simple then. I just like to hit things and break things, and people just tell me what to do, and they they just make go fight, <laughs> and then I go fight, and then I, I do pretty well. I'm like, hey, that's pretty, it's pretty cool, pretty rewarding. So I kind of like that. And I also like the just did all the techniques it gave me and I was pretty flexible to begin with. But um, I think if I didn't have that background, I'd probably be really stiff now also because I run. So I'm glad that I had that um, teaching like, like indented in me. Otherwise I wouldn't be stretching and God knows like how many injuries I would have by now if I didn't have that yeah. with me, but yeah. So yeah, by the time I was eight, my brother was 13, we got our black belts, but then we kind of moved on. We got like more involved in other sports. And so we kind of left uh, Kim's for a bit uh, for like, I don't know, like until I was 17 or 18, I didn't come back to the school 
just because we got busy with other things and other sports. Uh, so my brother actually came back like 10 years, well, yeah, sometime later, and he got a job as an instructor. And then I was looking for a summer job too. And so um, I came back to Kim's and that was actually the summer right before my freshman year of college. So I was kind of like that oh. Taekwondo mode. And so when I got to UT, I was kind of looking for like a Taekwondo club just because I wanted to uh, do something, you know, try just resume my training in Taekwondo. And I, um, so I went to like the fair and I was, I was like looking for a Taekwondo club and then I found Texas Taekwondo. And so I showed up to the open house. And the funny thing is too, um, Danica was actually in my um, freshman research initiative way back in uh, freshman year. Do you remember that, Danica? Yes, and I have a story that I've never told you that I think I knew you before that. No, I think no, I think you you did tell me. Was it in running? Where to go? We ran cross country one time, and you like flew by me, and I was like barely hanging <laughs> on because <laughs> I knew you did like high jump. No, yeah, I did cross country for like a semester or two of like high school or middle school. I don't know which, but we ran at one of those like private schools downtown and I swear you were there. That's so fun. Odds are we were, cause we ran, my high school like ran a lot of um, public school meets. Cause even though it was a uh, private school, my coach wanted us to be like more competitive. So we, we like ran in like a bunch of huge meets like that. So maybe. Most likely, we would have met each other. Yeah. I was trash. You were great. But when I saw you at, that, at the open house, I was like, I know that girl. She flew by me. <laughs> funny. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah. So we went to, I went to open house. And I just really liked it. I mean, there's no, like, serendipity to, serendipity to it. Like, I just, I just, like, went with the flow. I showed up to open house. Yeah. I really liked it. I liked the energy. And I like the curriculum, so I just went with it. So yeah. So Daniel can't really claim a referral. He denied it. <laughs> 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 mm. that, it's okay to say no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't take Daniel as a referral either. <laughs> I don't know. That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> so. What's interesting, and you know, you and I have talked about this before, but I think your school has sent um, a good number, if not the most, um, athletes to UT. Yeah, yeah, because we have Sam Kim. Yep. Sam mm -hmm. Kim, you, Daniel, Anthony, so that's about four. Yeah. I think that's, that's a lot for like a small town in Houston. Yeah. Master Cha's school, that's a lot too. Which one? Master Cha. Yeah, yeah, from NTA. Mm -hmm. huh, I'll need to sit down and yeah. and calculate that. Oh, but maybe. yeah, um, <laughs> um, yeah, Jenna, you uh, you come from a very respectable lineage, mm -hmm. so that's really cool. Um, thanks for sharing. And it's really cool. Like whenever um, I come back to Houston for the summer, I go back to Kim's school, and like I see Master Hannah, and she's so proud of like everyone at UT, like Aww. me, Daniel, Anthony. I'm just like, oh, I'm so, I'm so glad y'all are doing so great over there. And like, there was a picture Aww. of us. I think we like, uh, like I think also Grant, me, Anthony, Grant, and Daniel, we took a picture at Banquet Aww. and sent it to Master Hannah and she like hung it up at the school. <laughs> oh, yeah. was, was, was Grant another student yeah, from there too? Yeah, he, um, 
Oh, wow. That's yeah, five. He did it freshman, my, my freshman, my sophomore year. But then I think he had like a back injury, so he had to stop. But I think he still teaches there. But yeah. So I started Taekwondo when I was like six or seven. And it was a physical education class in my elementary school in the Philippines. And pretty much it was just like a one semester thing. And then I moved a lot of schools in the Philippines. So like it came to a point where I was like, I actually want to keep doing Taekwondo. So I went into a different school because when I moved elementary school, they didn't offer Taekwondo anymore. So I went mm. to a different school to join the club, which is the Diliman Preparatory School. And I trained with them this summer, but pretty much there, they're more in competitive WTF, um, Taekwondo and like, they're all like, some of them got to be part of like the junior national team for the Philippines and all that. So I was like, oh, that's so cool. They went to Mexico, they went to Canada, how they do that kind of thing. So I, already, I always saw that growing up, but then I couldn't even train for it because I, after like, at some point when I was like 12 or 13 years old, I migrated to the US. So I had to look for a different Taekwondo school. And like one of the actual reason why I didn't want to move to the US was because Taekwondo, because I wanted to keep training with my coach there and like the team there. Um, mm -hmm. But when I came to the US, like I was looking for Taekwondo schools and like my mom couldn't drive me anywhere because like she was working. She's a single mother. So like you couldn't really drive me to go to a Taekwondo school. So I had to like look for a school that was close to me and the only school was a jiu-jitsu place. So <laughs> I just joined jiu-jitsu for one year. And then um, as I grew older, after that one year, I was like, okay, I can walk in a mile every day to go to Taekwondo school. So like I would go to high school and then my varsity sport in high school and then go straight to Taekwondo walking. So I'd walk like two, three miles. Not more than that, like four miles every day just to go to Taekwondo school in the middle of the night. Um, and this was in New York City, right? Long Island, New York. Did you have Mace yeah. with Long you? Island. Yeah. Huh? So did you have Mace with you? No. I didn't even know what Mace was. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. She was training in oh, Taekwondo. She had all the right, she needed. Yeah. And then I had to carry like like that big Taekwondo bag. But the funny thing is they didn't even do sparring. So like I was just literally there for Pumse and I hated Pumse. So I was the I would be the only one doing sparring stuff on the side and playing with the kickbacks. Because in that school you're not even allowed to kick in the head. And like I remember like playing quote unquote sparring with the head like like we where you can hit the head because one instructor was like okay whatever just kick people in the head but make it make sure it's light <laughs> so like i kicked this one dude in the head it was very controlled like i just tapped his head and then this dude cried and i was like what what's the point of sparring then <laughs> so i would compete um by myself with no coach because like my coach wouldn't go to the city which is 45 minutes away. So I would um, go there with my dad um, like like one, two, two times a year. And then senior year happened and I was like, I don't wanna do this anymore. There's no point. Cause like, I, it's like with this kind of um, 
resources that I have, like I wouldn't be able to go to like be part of a national team, like the Philippine national team and stuff. So I just stopped it when I got into community college. And then I just focused on schoolwork there. So then when I transferred to UT, um, my goal was actually not to like join Taekwondo because I wanted to focus in student government, student council, and all those like journalism, the Daily Texan stuff. But then when I went to orientation, uh, not, not orientation, uh, what is it called? Open house. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you call that? I went like all open the house. open house and then the last day, last open house, I told myself if Coach Joe does this specific drill that I haven't done in like years, like <laughs> seven years, eight years here in America, I would stay. And then he did it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll stay for one year. And then what was that drill? It was like the jumping high knees and then butt kicks, like jump back, jump kicks. And then the, the crisscross jumps and then the rotate, rotate. You know, <laughs> I, I get you. <laughs> what are the odds he do that drill? Man? I know. And it's, it's, yeah. I, I literally said like, that specific drill and he did it. And I was like, wow. It's yeah. destiny. Like, the yeah. jump, jump. Spin back and <laughs> cross, man. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so those aren't even like Taekwondo specific drills. Like that could have been soccer or anything. <laughs> but like that was the drill that we used to always do in the Philippines. And like okay. no coach. Well, I've only had like one coach before, Coach Joe here in the U.S. And like they've never done it. So I was like, huh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to do it too. <laughs> wow, that so. Your story is also pretty serendipitous. Uh, I never realized that. I thought I knew your your whole story with Taekwondo, <laughs> Patty, but I didn't know that specific part, and I'm kind of glad I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I want to shift gears, and so I don't know if you listened to the one of the previous podcasts, but I was um, I had Coach Martin on a podcast with three of his old roommates. And um, they called themselves the Sheddies because they lived in a shed, or that was like the nickname of their that was the nickname of their Taekwondo house. What? Yeah. So I have a so my observation is if you know for all the different Taekwondo generations, the different Texas Taekwondo generations, if three or more Texas Taekwondo members room together, that forms a Taekwondo house. <laughs> so y'all technically make. Um, the current Taekwondo house. It's so, special. <laughs> I'm not a bad. And so I kind of want to draw a comparison, and I think I know where it's going to go. Um, you know, I, I asked I them. <laughs> For the 2020 Taekwondo house. <laughs> Modern day, yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask some of the same questions and try to make them comparison. And uh, so. For you, the three of y'all living together, um, what's the dish cleaning situation like? What's the what? The dish cleaning situation. Dish. Oh, the dish cleaning? Uh, shall I start? We each clear our own dishes, but shall I start? Can I, can I start? Please do, Janet. You probably the most 
I, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> of okay. course, Jen. Okay, okay. She will talk for hours about the cleaning. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just cut the podcast now. All right. So at first, because <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This is the worst transition of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I don't like dishes in the sink a lot. So at first when we all moved in together, it was kind of an adjustment because like um well Pat and Danica didn't mind leaving the dishes in the sink, but then I didn't like how it kept piling up. So I just got I had to sit them down and just tell them you have to clean your stuff. I just Whoa. it just can we clarify this? Okay. No, you can clarify. You can. Here's just this, my side first. Okay, go ahead. This is not, no, I'm clarifying. I cannot have this go on. Okay, okay. This is not the nasty leaving the food in the sink, weeks worth of dishes with food crusting over. It's not that. No, yeah. it was. It's like Patricia had breakfast. Patricia's running late to class. She leaves her. No, breakfast. no, no. I let her do. I let her do that. I just don't like it. It's like overnight. Like this is what a couple happens. Days. I let them talk. Go to my <laughs> yeah. no, but it's like oh, gradual. But then y'all get y'all get better, and like and then she I... has to slap at her fingers. <laughs> no, y'all got uh-huh, blend down the, ra- the laws. No, so it's got... safe to say that there is some kind of order and process to get the dishes cleaned in a timely manner, regardless of whose specific standards they meet. But they get done, correct? They get yes. done. Yes. There's a okay. Time set. As long as we're still able to wash my, as long as I'm, everyone's still able to wash like our hands without like putting our hands like on a plate and like. I think that's fair. That's fair. And so to draw a comparison, when I interviewed um, Coach Martin and all his roommates, when I asked who did the dishes, like nobody said anything. They said uh, they they just kind of piled up and they magically cleaned themselves. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I'm but I, it's probably the exact opposite of what y'all are describing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and our dishwasher was broken and still. No, broken. it's not broken, Jenna. We just don't know how to use those. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <It was broken. laughs> oh, well, so we didn't use the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, um, the the previous podcast. None of them knew how to use the dishwasher either. (laughs) I thought um, I just gave up on it. But they all concluded that it was an Asian American thing. Yeah, 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 that's what I was saying. Like we never yeah, used like, dishwasher. Like <laughs> growing up in an Asian family, nobody used like my mother never used a dishwasher. It was just a drying rack. We would wash yeah. everything by hand. Yeah, yeah and exactly. put it in. The, um, <laughs> we only run a dishwasher like at home when I'm with my parents. We only run a dishwasher like once a week. So <laughs> oh, Ooh. just to make sure it works. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, um, so I, I've heard that there is a cleaning regiment. I don't want to spend too like the whole podcast on it, but I'm curious. Well, how does a cleaning regiment get implemented amongst three grown adults? Oh, I can share. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Diana, so the first year or so, I was actually not that present. We've lived together for two years. First year or so, I was actually not present in the household. Then I had some life changes and I'm now here mostly full time. When I moved here, Jana decided that it was not up to her standards. <laughs> so oh, no. <laughs> my buddy Jana has there's a whiteboard, I think it's Patricia's that's sitting in the living room. 
Jana took it upon herself to write out a cleaning schedule where we would obviously clean our own messes, but then the um, common areas, like the living room and like kitchen and stuff like that, each week there'd be a assigned person to clean said area. Wow. So Jana took I, it, made it very organizational. <laughs> it didn't last that long, but she it didn't. Yeah, it didn't last that long. So that's it lasted like just a semester, like, Maybe, what? maybe a it month. lasted like a semester. It lasted a semester, but then like it, that's it impressive. Just kind of, it just kind of like fell apart, and then we just like kind of just clean our own messes. Like whenever it was messy, someone would just wow. like, do it. And Jana got that, better too. That's even more impressive. Yeah, Jana like got used to us too. Loosened up. <laughs> I loosened, yeah, I eased up. And then they got cleaner because they got cleaner too. <laughs> so it was like, we <laughs> both got better for each other. We all grew together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like loosened I like that. I, I really do. And they got cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> because they got cleaner, I loosened up because I loosened up. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most harmonious um, result that could have happened. <laughs> yeah, we're very harmonious. We did good. I like that. I really, really like that. That explains a lot of when Jenna was an officer. Um, <laughs> I, it was very impressive. It's <laughs> very organized. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, what I like about it is, um, you know, when at large take charge and she, you know, she pulled it together for the team. So very impressed. I don't know if I could have lived under those conditions, but I'm impressed anyway. <laughs> Danica barely did. <laughs> I would complain to anyone that would listen, honestly. <laughs> like, if you had ears, you were going to hear about it, and then I got over it. <laughs> you just got used to it. And no, then, I just like, started defying you, and it's like, you can't ground me, so we just kind of, we adapted to each other. Yeah, I'm like, I can't tell you what to do, then just whatever. It's so funny, because Jenna would say that to me, too, about that. Oh, <laughs> I, like, I can't, so I can't tell hyper organized and i'm the exact opposite i'm like the most hey i'm like a tornado coming through <laughs> but the yin and the yang it worked yeah. out it's, at least it looks like it worked out pretty well so she ran away um so i'd like to hear so the three of y'all trained in taekwondo at the same time i think the three of y'all were officers at at the same time oh, um yeah. at one point yeah at one point where are we and yeah, I think for like a semester. Um, and then, I mean, on top of that, the three of y'all are very um, top level athletes. So I'm curious, did y'all ever bring training to like, did you bring it back home? Did you talk about Taekwondo when you got home or is just left in the mat? Oh, you know. I'm the worst about it. My brain is like on a Taekwondo loop at all times. So it's like I can see they don't want to talk about it, Jana and Patricia, and I compulsively just have Taekwondo facts like spewing out of my mouth. I'm like, did you see this fight? Did you see this Instagram? Did you see this? And it's like, even when I want to stop, I just can't. And like, there was a period where Patricia was like less Taekwondo centric, and I like I couldn't help it. So it became like where it was like I just gotta stop talking in general. Yeah, we literally <laughs> stopped talking for like two months because like I have to speak about oh, wow. Taekwondo. It's like, it's yeah, like and then I had to like stop. Cause like I couldn't talk about Taekwondo at that point in my life, mm -hmm. so I stopped talking. <laughs> but we're friends again. Jeez. What? It's I'm serious. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> what? But yes. Did y'all ever spar? At no, home? we did. Um, we had a little bit recently of marketing <laughs> night one night. Yeah. Oh. Wait, got... margarita night. Yes, me and Trisha did recently. 
it was during COVID, so Janet was gone. So me and Trisha had like a little bit of a margarita night. We pulled out our gear and we're like teeing off at each other, seeing who could hit harder. It was good fun. <laughs> that I don't think that's ever a good combination: alcohol and hogus. <laughs> we both made it. <laughs> we're telling the story. That's true. Good point. No, yeah, good point. <laughs> Did y'all ever like pull pranks on each other, play games on each other? I think it's like sweet stuff most of the time. Like Jana would leave like notes, sticky pads, mm-hmm. and like oh, that's that's not even a prank. I know. I'm a gift giver. That's my love language. So I like to leave gifts or like yeah. notes or something like that. So. Yeah, yeah. It was really sweet. I would like see candies underneath yeah. <laughs> in front of my uh, door with post-it notes. Oh, that's like the exact opposite of a guy type yeah. of no house. The prankiest they got was like p- jumping out behind doors and like scaring each other. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> they're still funny. They're like secretly <laughs> watching each other and then like the person noticing, but that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'll watch Risha cook when sometimes it'll take like ten minutes to notice, and she's like, "Oh my god, it's crazy!" <laughs> I get scared. <laughs> so jump That's scares. Yeah. Prank. Yeah. Oh wow. So I mean to to offer like what I heard from from the guys when they roomed with each other, like the types of pranks they would pull on each other. I remember one of them, Raymond. He, I think for spring break, he traveled somewhere. And then while he was gone, all the other roommates took all of these old phone books and they ripped out every single page and they taped his entire room from top to bottom, the floors, the ceilings, they covered his desk, (laughs) they covered it all in phone book paper. That's That's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. I think it took them all night. And it was so bad that his room smelled like a phone oh. book for like weeks. <laughs> oh wow! It's the worst <laughs> It's such a contrast between a bunch of college guys living with each other and a bunch of college girls living with each other. It's total opposite. Yeah. One eighty. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of telephone pages, I leave sticky notes with sweet things. <laughs> How is the cooking situation? I follow some of y'all on Instagram, and it almost looks like there's a, like a cooking competition. I just eat to sustain myself. I'm not much of a cook. Okay, so, okay. It's between Dana this and is... Pat, really. Gotcha. You're at war. I mean, it looks impressive. I mean, it's all for the Insta. I mean, <laughs> are, is there like some kind of cooking competition going on? When did it start, Daddy? Oh, God. Kind of. Maybe a year and a half ago. Fun. Yeah, it's a while ago. Pretty much that. I, I don't know who started it, but, like, someone was like, Probably what you got? So we started posting photos of our food all the time. <laughs> I was supposed to be the judge, but... Yeah. We just based on who gets more reactions. I, I never got an offering. Like I never got a taste. She, I, no, I, I feed Jana. She likes my <laughs> cooking. <laughs> Patty, Patty wins because she she fed me. This isn't fair. Jana is not awake <laughs> when I'm eating. That's Maybe true. Jana have opposite hours. Yeah. Why is that? Jana's awake at the crack of dawn with the roosters, and then I'm like waking up <laughs> with like you know the rest of people in the world. <laughs> I, wake the the I wake up with the rooster. 
I, I wake up the roosters. Swear to God. Yeah. Oh wow. And then because of her, and then because of her, right now I automatically wake up at seven thirty-two. She wakes with the roosters. I yeah, wake up. I hear, I hear, like I'm a very light sleeper, so I hear like little things. That was the biggest so issue we had as roommates too. Yeah. I would wake yeah. up just our night. different schedules because Danica. Oh really? Would go bed later, and then I would wake up a lot earlier. And so. I'm in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's like some, there's a period. Yeah, there's a period of time. Like I never saw Danica, even though she was in the apartment. But like our schedules were so like flip flop. But then I we'd both see Patty because the, her schedule overlapped. Yeah, <laughs> with our wake schedules or with our circadian schedules. Patty's like the child of the family. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually, Mommy. like flipped. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I guess this is a good transition to the next topic. Jenna, are you waking up really, really early because you're oh. still running like 100 miles a week? Yeah, I'm still waking up. I mean, not really, really early. I wake up uh, I wake up naturally like at 6. <laughs> not really, really early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I mean, that's when the sun comes up. And then it's getting really, really hot now. So I like to run earlier in the mornings i can't wait till like midday to do it or i try not to because mm-hmm. you get burnt yeah you get burnt and it's too hot to like rowan's 90 degrees and the workout suffers if it's later later it is in the day for me so i like to run yeah. in the morning and i'm just used to it I mean, I, I was joking around. I, I jokingly said 100 miles a week, but you just kind of took that uh, in stride and like, well, like mean, holy cow, she really is running 100 <laughs> miles a week. I mean, eh. oh, not, not quite. Wow. A, not quite 100. I think. Okay. So, I, yeah. so what what's an average baseline run for you? Uh, For like just one run? Just like a, ma- like a day? Just like for maintenance. Oh. Yeah. Like, just for like a maintenance run. For like seven miles. Oof. My record six to seven. Jeez, it, wait—is that something you can do every day? I mean, yeah, it varies every day, but I, yeah, when I'm in like base training mode, I'll, I'll do that every day. So I have seasons. So if I'm base training, oh, okay. I will do like five to seven in the morning, and then if I feel like it, I'll do some more in the evening, like for probably three in the evening if I feel like it. Jeez, how how long have you been running? Um, since I was in high school, I think uh, I guess almost five years now, six years. Yeah, I started. I think I started kind of late compared to like the other people in my running community, just because mm-hmm. the people I know have been doing it since they were uh, like children, and so I feel like I compared to them, I kind of got into running a lot later. But like in the grand scheme of things, I really didn't. And like, I think it's kind of a good thing too, because I won't burn out as quickly. So I still have so much potential. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've always been very impressed with your dedication to running. Thank you. Um, It's, it's very admirable. Uh, I don't know how you balance the amount of time you put into running and when you're an officer in Taekwondo, how you put time into that and then training for Taekwondo too. I mean, when I was in college, I barely was able to balance school and Taekwondo, let alone any other thing that I had to balance. So 
I don't know how y'all do it and then still be successful in all those aspects. It's it's amazing. I'm in awe. <laughs> I think it's just because like we love what we do. And so it's not really work or, uh, to us. And like, yeah, our life gets stressful a lot with school and trying to balance everything, but also like Taekwondo and like running and all the, those other outlets are, are forms of stress relief. So it's something that we're looking forward to. And there's like not anything else mm -hmm. we want to do. So it's kind of like our, our outlet. So it's not something that we, it's, we're trying to intentionally balance. It just happens and it just comes natural. And it's just part of our life and just part of our everyday routine, really. So it's, it's like effortless because it comes so natural. Wow. Another harmonious <laughs> result. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you... Jeez, I'm jealous. <laughs> so I'd also like to hear from Danica and Patty. You two were high-performance athletes. Uh, so again, this, this Taekwondo house is full of, like, very elite, um, top-level athletes. <laughs> and again, Danica and Patty, you're on the high-performance. What was that like, um, you know, living with each other, trying to balance school, and then being part of this new program at Texas Taekwondo, the high performance team. I've never thought of us as elite. Pat, you answered. <laughs> no, you won't answer. <laughs> well, it's kind of like different, a difficult question because like, I think our second year together, living together, that was when I was like fading off of Taekwondo. And that was when Danica started living in the apartment, like consistently. Okay. Yeah. Danica, you answer now. <laughs> You are so late. <laughs> no, I would say we're very different because on how we were with balance, I would argue Patricia was probably more balanced than I was. And where I was more spread more thin. So I worked, I had school and I had um, Taekwondo. But then I decided like, hey, Taekwondo is like, well, it gets my heart pumping. So it makes me like happy. What makes me think. It's where I want to consume all my thoughts. And so it became like, well, I got to work because I got to pay for Taekwondo and I got to have Taekwondo. So it was like, I'm smart enough to kind of BS school. So I'm going to not show up. I'm going <laughs> to write that 13 page paper in five minutes and just hope it works. And so, whereas I would I'd say Jan and Patricia were a lot more studious and like academia, their stuff, their dedication is a lot more admirable because they were more well like divided. I was like, well, I'm only doing Taekwondo and then I'm working to do Taekwondo and then I'm just getting rid of school. So I have an excuse to be in collegiate Taekwondo. So it was like my reason to live was like one specific thing or it still is, if we're being really honest. So, you know, from from an outsider's perspective, um, what I've noticed with y'all is, I mean, it's again, three very dedicated individuals and it it was just like a positive influence on each other, you know, like they, they, they had that saying, you're the average of the people that you hang out with. Yeah. Well, this, like for me, I'm observing y'all and it's like, what's the average of like three really above average people. It's really high. Oh, look at that. It's yeah. very impressive. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Say what? Look at what that guys are above average. I was like, I didn't know I was above average. <laughs> really? I thought we were average. <laughs> I'm always around you. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you're just my environment. So I thought we were average. <laughs> right? like, it's not good enough. I need to do more because like my two roommates are doing more. So it's like, oh, thank you. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I, that's really neat to see. And I saw kind of the same effects with the other group that I 
had on a podcast, like um, all all the guys, um, you know, they averaged themselves out. And so they all were very athletic. Um, they all dedicated themselves to Taekwondo at one point or another. And they all had a lot of similarities that grew on each other. So it's just really neat. And I think after talking with y'all and the other group, it makes me reflect on like my time in college. It's like, man, I probably should have hung around more studious <laughs> people or, you know, you know, cause the guys that I hung out with all the time from Taekwondo, we pretty much did Taekwondo and then we karaoke all the time. <laughs> we need to go to karaoke. <laughs> Let's do it after this. Let's go. Right. <laughs> That's okay. I'll do it right here. You know, it's, it's, it's neat to see that y'all are moving along in your collegiate careers kind of at the same time. And I'm really sad to see all of you leave at the same time too. Oh. Well, oh, I got really, you got really quiet. All of a sudden, I'm not going geez. I might, <laughs> well, I just got sad just thinking about it. So we oh, knocked on the door. That's why. Oh. <laughs> so, um, what what is the next step for y'all? Well, um, in July, I'll be going to medical Woo. school. And wow! Congrats. Thank you. It's in Louisiana, so it's six hours from here. So we're going to take a nice drive there and then drop me off. Then I start my med school journey. And then, oh. Yeah, but I'll still always be around in spirit. Just, I think I'm more sad because that means whenever I go to a tournament and I see Jude... I'm gonna have to talk to him a lot because <laughs> you won't be around. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, no, no one likes to talk to him a lot either. So <laughs> <I understand that. laughs> yeah. I'm he, kidding. He's not. He's, you... he's not the best Hermoso. I understand. Oh my God. <laughs> I understand. I'm <laughs> Jude's great. Jude's great. Yeah. He's... No, that's really cool. Congratulations, Jana. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm not surprised you got into into med school. That's that's really cool to hear. Yeah, I'm really excited to start this new chapter in my life. It's like everything's been leading up to this. So like I, like just me trying to become a better person and preparing myself and just like just working so hard and like now it's here and well, I have to work some more, but like now I can finally like grasp my future and it's like it's come it's becoming a lot more real to me. Cause like I've been yeah. dreaming about this since I was little. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, just wow. actually happening. So I'm really excited. That's, that's a really cool feeling when, and there's only a few moments in my life where I felt that way. Like I've set my mind onto something and like the goal itself, like actually came to fruition, but I could look back and see all the hard work that went mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. And to have that feeling, it's, it's really indescribable and it's very rare. And you, you, you kind of, alluded to it too like once you reach that you're like well there's still another step right after this that i still have to work towards yeah but i feel like but, i've uh, just reached a milestone because like before like, <laughs> like becoming a doctor was always something in the back of my mind but like not until i like started applying like this uh, past year did it become like super real to me i'm like oh my gosh i'm gonna become a doctor what and so it's just an it is an incredible feeling and it, yeah. it just feels like my life is like beginning anew. <laughs> Patty, what's next for you? My turn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so the, <laughs> I 
Okay, mm. so I was gonna go to Peace Corps and I got accepted to Peace Corps Philippines, but then um, I didn't. Uh, what's the word? I didn't pass? pass for medical. Yeah, so I didn't pass for medical, so I'm not going there now. But um, everything happens for a reason because I don't even think they're continuing it because of COVID. But so now I'm yeah. like applying for jobs, hoping for a random job here in Austin, hoping for a journalism job. But like all my mentors are telling me that like it's really hard. So I'm just trying to yeah. get a job that's going to help me grow as a journalist in some way. Even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, can we take a step back? What's Peace Corps? Peace Corps. <laughs> um, oh. oh, I'm so sorry. I totally <laughs> didn't. Peace Corps. The Peace Corps. The Peace Corps. It's a two-year um, volunteer commitment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I um. Okay, I'm sorry. I totally. <laughs> it's late. It's okay. I totally missed that. Like. You were you were talking about the Philippines and you said Peace Corps Peace Corps. Corps. Like, is this a Filipino thing? Yeah, Peace Corps. So okay, got Peace you. Corps got you. I was gonna volunteer for it was the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was gonna go home okay. in the Philippines for like two years and then come back. <laughs> Wait, you were going to use the Peace Corps as well, a ticket? I've home? always wanted to give back to the Philippines ever since I moved. For the U.S. Because ah. like I was like, what's the point of my family moving to the U.S. if I don't give back to the Philippines? True. Yeah. True. I I don't know if the Peace Corps, like, do you get to pick where well, you go? It's like, or is it you one of those things choose, where they um like a specific? Country? Do you pick like a top three and then they try to they well, try to match you? For me, I chose a specific country, and then there's that one oh. option, specific country, and then another option which is like an easier to get into is. They they pretty much send you anywhere they want or like where you're needed and it's like best fit for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I did the specific what specified okay. one. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, I'm sorry you didn't get in for now, but it doesn't seem like it's one of those things where the door is closed yeah, for course. good, right? And like COVID happened, so I feel like I wouldn't have gone either ways. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I would want to go during this yeah. time either. <laughs> so what's next for you, Danica? Oh, I was thinking you forgot. No, I didn't. <laughs> um, I am in a similar position to Patricia. I'm applying to jobs, trying to find a way to claw my way to Austin. Um, I have a secret plan in the future that it requires more schooling. But for the meanwhile, I'm trying to get a job here that will pay for me to live here and for me to continue Taekwondo. Oh. And I'm not really discriminating against that pay. <laughs> Fun fact, we were on the same interview. Oh, yeah, that didn't end well, though. So that was pretty yeah. <laughs> But fun fact. <laughs> you, went fun to fact. The same, you went to the same interview? Yeah, yeah, it was a trash interview. Oh. It was a pyramid scheme that we didn't know. Oh, those are really <laughs> annoying. So, like for me, I remember fresh out of college, um, and I, like I put some feelers out there. Like I told my dad, "Hey, if you have any friends that could get me an interview, that'd be great." And I, you know, I would apply for jobs too. And quite a few came back as like pyramid schemes. But what I hated about it was. 
they didn't flat out. I mean, of course, they're not going to flat out say that they're a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the one that I went to go interview, like the guy kept saying, listen, uh, whatever you do, don't go around asking people about us. Just hear me out first. You oh, know, my like, God. Why, would I, why would I not ask people about? So he just kept saying, you know, ignore what everyone else says about us. Just oh, hear me out God. first. Hear me out first. And um, as he was drawing out the diagram of what they were, I mean, it literally drew a pyramid on the whiteboard. <laughs> I was like, this is a pyramid scheme. So, uh, yeah. And then on top of that, I remember a lot of um, peers that graduate at the same time as me, uh, like after a year or two after graduation, like I'd never hear from them. And then they'd call me back and they'd always have the same thing. They'd be like, Hey, Mike, what are you doing about your investments right now? And I, hmm, I haven't really thought much about it. It's like, let me do the thinking for you. And oh, then no. it was essentially another pyramid scheme. It's like, it was geez. a script. <laughs> no. Yeah, we got, I've gotten a ton of pyramid scheme interviews. Uh-huh. Uh. I have one tomorrow. <laughs> pyramid scheme? 9 a.m. I got, I got for the second round. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, right? Second round. <laughs> Oh, I, I definitely sympathize with you. Um, my my years immediately after college, it was uh, quite the navigation of some rough seas. Yeah, I am anticipating that. I wasn't. What? No, because that interview that we both went to was such crap. Yeah. I had hope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what's funny is every job interview that I had where I felt like it was very bad or very horrible, I would always end up doing very, very well. And then all the interviews I felt that I like nailed it and I did really well, I never got the job. Mm. It was really weird. I can't explain it. That's me with my exams. Amen. <laughs> so now that the three of you are you know at the going on to the next stage of your of your lives you know your undergrad careers are closing um what kind of advice what kind of words of advice or closing remarks would you have for Aww. you know the next texas taekwondo generation or the next generation of HP athletes oh, or just advises. Oh, I can go first. <laughs> go for it. I, no. I can go first. I can go first. Okay. I can say I'll tell I would like to tell them that when you're in there in the mat room, give everything you can. You're hundred percent. Even if you're tired, because you never know when it's gonna be your last time in there. Like my last time in there, I didn't know it was gonna be my last. So just always give it your all and be friendly to everyone and be kind to everyone because you don't know what anyone else is going through. And we're just there to be there for each other. Because at the end of the day, we're just one big Taekwondo family. And like, we're all there for the same reason. So just be kind and just always give it your best shot. I would. I don't know. I don't know how Danica or Patty are going to top that. My to be honest. What? people i would just say go all in because if you're not going to go all in then you're just wasting your time mm. with this big time commitment and if you're and you're just kind of like half in half out you're wasting everyone's time not to say that negatively but it's like you might as well commit yourself if it's what you want and i only say that 
not to shame people that might do that, but to say that I wasted a, t- a year of my time half in, half out. And I really wish that would have been a year of linear or like exponential growth instead of it being a zigzag. So if you are into it and you want it, then you just throw yourself into it. And that's eventually what I did when I threw school to the wayside, which I don't recommend. But it became like a, this, well, I know exactly what I want. I know where my commitments are. So it's like, you just got to give it. Mine's going to be like the opposite. Cause I, I did, I think at that, not, I think, but like my time with high performance team, like I did give my all, but then I also like, um, thank myself for even trying to get into the daily Texan, even though if it's, it was like half a semester at that time, because like when, for me, like Texas Taekwondo, I eventually like faded out of it my last year, so pretty much my first, my this year. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thankful that like, I had daily the daily Texan behind my back and like, I still knew my way. So like my advice would be, um know the reasons why you're in college but also go all out in your extracurriculars when it comes to like texas taekwondo for example like if you want to work out and like be a high performance athlete but also know your worth in academia because you never know what's going to happen with athletics you know yeah that's good yeah yeah it's just finding that balance (laughs) and like knowing where your values lie because like patty i kind of faded out my last year too because with our, i was trying to get into medical school and trying to balance running at the same time so it was really hard for me uh, to balance everything but also like knowing that when i was in there i wanted to give everything but then when, once that became too exhausting for me i knew i needed to know what i needed to take a step back from uh, and what to concentrate my efforts on and that's perfectly okay because also people can't be really hard on themselves just showing up sometimes is enough mm. like um by 100 i don't mean always mean like um giving your physical 100 but just or your even your mental 100 sometimes your 100 for that day is just showing up and just being there because even that is the hardest step. And I think if you can just overcome that and just show up if you can, then do it. But then again, if your values lie elsewhere, then you should give 100% at that. So just knowing where you're, how much energy you have and putting that attention where um, it's needed at that time. Because I really do think there's a time and place for everything and our, and our energy yeah. is limited. So you need to know where yeah. to put it and define that. And then whatever, wherever you choose to put your energy, you need to give it your all in that area. That's a good point. I have yeah. another advice. Oh, okay. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, keep it going. Other. Let's go. <laughs> but I would say, um, even if you're in Taekwondo, you have, oh, you have a lot of friends in Taekwondo in general, make sure to keep friends alongside where they're in your major. And like outside of Taekwondo, because it's because it's a fun thing. It's like a unique kind of bond when you have your your like for me, I have my journalism friends and I have my Taekwondo friends. And it's like, wow, <laughs> like they both understand me in different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they all see each other and they friend they're friends now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like a full of energy and you're just like staring at them and you're like, oh my God, they're all friends. And it's like a nice thing. 
That's a patty thing. Yeah. Patty thing, but like it's nice to have friends. <laughs> so yeah. Patty's advice is make as many friends as possible. Well, like Got different it. types of friends. Like you have your yeah. friends and like you have your your academia friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have yeah, I, I totally get that. Danica, everyone else has contributed like at least two. <laughs> you know what? I told you they were more admirable and higher achievers than me. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Centric Musk. I'm Musk kidding. Act. No talk. <laughs> this is caveman Danica. Yeah. Ooh, who's got the cuckoo clock? Please turn it off. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. It's old. <laughs> that sounds like a classic. You know it is. It's like from the 1900s, I think. Oh, it's owned by a ghost. Yeah, it's like from a great-grandpa or something. Yeah, it rings every hour on the hour. You know what I I got that I thought of that I don't want to give, but I 100% agree with? What? Uh This is going to be controversial. That's fine. You can cut it out if it's controversial. (laughs) You can cut it. Will I need to cut it out? It's your audience. I don't know who listens to this. Listen, uh, just, just say it and then we can we can yeah. like listening to coach joe mm. i okay. regret the times i haven't listened to him with my full being i know there's people that disagree with this and they support the times they haven't listened but as an athletic centric person i 100 percent believe in listening to him and like trusting trusting the process and it's so cliche and i hate the words coming out of my mouth but i totally agree with it Trusting the process. Yeah, it's like, oh, this sucks. I'm never gonna get anywhere. And it's like, yeah. you look back a year later, and it's like, oh, I never thought I'd get here, but I'm I'm standing right here on this podium. It's weird, and it's like my feet are beneath me. It's it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that could apply to other things, and not just trusting him, but trusting like the mentors in your life, and like trusting mm-hmm. the processes that you're put- doing. Like with med school, you there was moments where you doubted, but it's like you know you put the work in, you know you believe in what you want to do, so it's, you just gotta trust what's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah, I doubted myself a lot, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Trust the process. Like you can't see the bigger picture, but if you have someone that's there who can see the bigger picture before you can, definitely listen to them because they have years of knowledge and wisdom, and they're they're thinking these things for a reason. And then you think, oh no, they they don't know me. They don't know what I'm going through, but then you're just like, fine, I'll listen to them. And then, like you said, you're standing on the podium with your feet beneath you and just like, oh, I'm here. I didn't think this would happen. Well, yeah. But you just trust the process. I could edit that. Like, Joe is my mentor, so I would say trust your mentors to have your best interests in mind. That would be my genuine yeah. advice. That was a really, really good one, actually. I'm really touched by that. I'm glad. Are you crying? I had to, I had to fit the bill or like meet the standard. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly don't think anyone can top that. And yes, I'm crying a little bit, <laughs> but I'm not going to admit that. You're above an above average of apparently, apparently. I think y'all are average. I think I'm average. But right? this, is, this is my hour of validation. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more, Coach Mike. <laughs> What's it like leaving the club and then coming back? Is it a new culture you're experiencing, or is it a consistent? like vibe you get or are you experiencing a new world and adapting into a new community wow that's actually a very very well thought out question um i've always wanted to be uh so yeah truth be told 
it was a culture shock coming back to Taekwondo for, for many different reasons. Um, so before I came back to Texas Taekwondo, I was actually living in the Washington DC area uh, for work. And um, when I left Texas Taekwondo the first time, um, truth be told, I didn't, I didn't leave it on the best terms. Um, you know, I was feeling burnt out. I had stuck around for about a year and a half after I graduated as an assistant coach and it burnt me out. And I, because of the burnout, I also felt like I didn't have time to balance between starting a new career, um, starting out at the time I had just gotten engaged <laughs> with, uh, with my wife now. And, you know, I, I felt like I was giving so much time to Texas Taekwondo, but at that time I wasn't able to give effort to anything else. So I, I honestly look back and I think I left kind of on not the best terms with Texas Taekwondo. And then when I lived in Washington, DC, I didn't look back at all to tell you the truth. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really interact. I didn't talk with Joe. Uh, I didn't know what was going on with the team. Um, there was a, there was a couple years that they would send like an invitation to attend a banquet. I never responded. Yeah, I was that burnt out. It happens. Um, but then when I moved back to Texas, I started to reconnect with Joe and I started to slowly get involved again. And it was a completely different vibe, to be honest. Uh, we were very elitist back then. Um, we we all felt like we had to earn our place in the Texas Taekwondo. And if you couldn't keep up, well, well you couldn't keep up. That was okay. And... The vibe I see now, uh, it's completely different. Um, I mean, first off, there's more female leadership prevalent, which is amazing. Uh, it, it was complete contrast to what it was like when I was in Texas Taekwondo as a student athlete. And the, the idea of inclusiveness is very prevalent. And I don't know how it worked, but it did. And it it's totally different for me. So, yeah, to answer your question, it's... It's a totally different um, culture coming back to, and I think it's the direction that it needed to go in. I have a follow-up question. Oh. Do you sure. regret those years you spent, um, <laughs> like, not at ease? I can't think of the correct word, but, like, not on the best terms with Texas Tech 1 in the years that you ignored the invitations? Do you wish you came back sooner, or you think your path went in the direction it was supposed to go in? Uh, I don't regret it because I was I was pretty burnt out. You know, I had dedicated all my college years to Texas Taekwondo. And then even afterwards, I was trying to as, to do that. But if I still try to keep one foot in with Texas Taekwondo and then another foot as I went to Washington, D.C., I know my personality. I wouldn't have been able to accomplish all the other things in my life that I wanted to. So kind of like what you're talking about earlier, like I decided to put both feet into my relationship with my wife and into my career. And that's, that was the path that I took. So I dedicated it, it all just to that. And, um, it turned out well, you know, I'm still happily married, Beautiful fan. <laughs> you know, I've got three kids. Yeah. We're doing pretty good, pretty well. So yeah, I dedicated it to all that. And then I think, and again, it 
maybe some people can balance it better, but I couldn't. And so, you know, now I've reached a stage in my life where I can balance better. So it came back into your life when it was appropriate. Cool. Yes. Time and place that's, for everything. That's a very good way. Yeah, exactly. So I have one question too. What is the legacy that you wanted to leave with Texas Taekwondo? Ooh. Thinker. Um. Yeah, I. I never really thought about what type of legacy I would leave with Texas Taekwondo. Um, I really didn't. Uh, so when I was when I was a student athlete, like I didn't, I knew I wasn't the best competitor. Like I, I knew I didn't have the chops to be what would be an HP athlete today, um, and I was okay with that. You know, I, I knew I would never take gold at collegiates. I knew I'd never compete in U.S. Open. So I just didn't. Um, but I knew. So I, I have a lot of love for the University of Texas. And then I have a lot of love for the sport of Taekwondo. So just kind of put both of those together. And, um, you know, I, I, I think I just wanted to be involved with Texas Taekwondo and then leave it in a better condition than I entered it. So, yeah, I didn't have a really long picture of what my legacy would be. Mm-hmm. It's just more like something that you wanted to do. And actually now you're doing it. Yeah. Because I think we're all a lot better because you came back, to be honest, <laughs> than otherwise. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm humbled by that. You know, sometimes I feel like just an outsider watching everything. No, no you're the no, you're not. You're the dad. <laughs> You're the dad of the club. The That's what dads messages. do. <laughs> like the Incredibles pictures. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been fun. I I've really enjoyed coming back, and um, you know, it's I'm very surprised with what I'm learning about myself now as a coach. I'm I'm a completely different coach than I was years ago and i think a lot of it has to do with i'm a parent Mm -hmm. now and um you know the way i coach is more like how i how i'm a parent it's it's uh it's a it's a really interesting relationship i appreciate you as a coach (laughs) oh i feel like you hugged me through the phone I, I never got the floor coach know, you though, Patty. Like, you were the one who would like ask me, like, "How are you?" kind of thing, and I'm like, even <laughs> no one ever asked how Patty was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're 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 coming up on time, so I want to start closing this out, and uh, I kind of want to recap some of my favorite memories with y'all. <laughs> um. So, Patty, my first memory of you was I I wasn't back with the club full-time yet, and I remember I came to visit with a training, and you showed up late. <laughs> when? I never show up late. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't. You, you showed up to class late, and um, I forgot. You were you showed up to class late and you were just like you just started chit chatting with somebody and it was like funny games <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, and 
like in my mind, I was thinking, holy cow, if this were like old school traditional taekwondo, she would not make it. She does not have the discipline or what it takes to be a serious athlete. But yet here we are, you were a high performance athlete. And um, I'm going to miss, even though I didn't, I didn't get to coach you, but I watched a lot of your fights and most of them when I could. And I'm going to miss watching you step onto the map. I'm going to miss you putting on your headgear and it's squishing <laughs> your face a certain way. <laughs> um, I'm going to miss watching your fights. And I mean, I, you may not go very far like away right now, but Aww, I'm still going to miss you a lot. <laughs> Danica, I remember the first fight I watched of yours. Uh, it was being live streamed from San Diego at Collegiates. And this was the first time I started watching this new Taekwondo game, right? I'm an old school fighter. I'm all about back leg roundhouse all day, both legs nonstop. And then I'll throw a back kick. I'm all about that old school. And so when I watched your fight, I remember yelling at the TV (laughs) (laughs) and I was like the typical dad watching a sporting event, shouting at the TV and my kids like, what are you doing, dad? You're crazy. (laughs) And, you know, I thought to myself, geez, this um, Danica, Mm -hmm. she's got a long ways to go. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, coach Joe just kept talking you up, talking you up like, you know, there's something special about Danica. There's something special about her. She's going to make it. She's going to be the next one, Mike. Just watch. And I kept doubting him. I'll be very honest. Like, are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing? I just watched her get destroyed at San Diego. Come on. Um, but then uh, going to 2018 Collegiates in Washington, D.C. at American University. Boy, your very first match when you came out, um, the thing I remember most was you just came out with this like laser guided cut kicks and it was so sharp. And I remember like I was at a distance watching it. I was like, I can feel those cut kicks. I can feel what it like. I can feel that other person getting hit by the cut kicks. It hurts. (laughs) And it was just so sharp. And, you know, as you, as you progress through the preliminaries and got to quarter and then semifinals, it was just, it just went up each time and it was such an awesome progression and your, your last match, it was so tight. And I remember it was the one with like the, the referee that had a lot of bad calls, but I mean, you won in like awesome fashion and like everybody was happy. And what I remember most was you kind of walked off into the staging area by yourself. And I walked over there as well. I don't, I don't know if you saw me. I walked in a different direction. And I was watching you go into the staging areas empty. And then I saw, like, one person from Texas Taekwondo poked her head through the curtain. And then, like, another. And then another. And then another. And then, and like, this whole flood of everybody just came in and jumped on you. And, like, they were all cheering and stuff. It was such a cool moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm going to yeah, miss that. <laughs> Sarah Ponis, and I'd never heard that song. I was like, what the hell is this guy singing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a classic. <laughs> Jana, I actually did get to coach yeah. you, and it, it was in Austin. And what I remember, and you kind of alluded to it earlier in this podcast, um, 
you had this like for me i struggle as a new taekwondo coach because the game has changed so much and i don't have a lot of confidence in myself as a coach like i don't know all the things i don't have all the same um technique or words that coach joe has so you know i i, I tend to rely on like just emotional support mm -hmm. trying to calm nerves and all that but you were just so focused that day and i didn't know what to say so i was just like all right jenna um just just be you you just got to be you yeah. and your your very first match you just went off on the girl <laughs> and it what was crazy and amazing about it was there was clearly a height advantage with all of your opponents you're <laughs> you're a pretty short yeah. gal <laughs> and they were all like your entire division was like everyone was tall and I think they all sized you up and they underestimated you because I remember after your first win, like everybody had eyes on you because you just went nonstop. You only had one speed. It was go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just went through it for it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was amazing. Um, and I don't Probably. even think you broke a sweat. <laughs> you were, you were like so well conditioned for it and it was very obvious. And I remember, um, in between rounds, and I sat you down, I was like, all right, go ahead and take a drink of water. You're like, no, I don't need water. I don't like, remember that. Dang! <laughs> it was like the ultimate flex on the other person. <laughs> yeah, losing his fun. water. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I remember, you're like, I don't, I don't need water. <laughs> and um, I was like, okay, um, I don't have anything to tell you. Just keep being you. And uh, yeah, you went out and you just you 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 ended up winning, and you took gold. I remember that. And uh, yeah, that was that was something. That was really amazing to watch. I was really yeah. proud of you. <laughs> oh, thank you for coaching me. <laughs> but I'm gonna miss I'm gonna miss all those memories. But I'm really happy that we we had the opportunity to have them. You know, um, I don't think I'd go back and change any of it. Mm -mm. Me too. <laughs> Um, so yeah, with that, you know, again, congratulations to everybody for, you know, aging your life and moving on to the next thing, whatever it is, um, we'll be, we'll be behind you, supporting you every step of the way. And, uh, we'll just, we'll generally miss you all. Oh, we'll miss y'all too. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be nice then, hopefully. I'll be okay, get rid of me. What are you talking about, miss? <laughs> I'll miss you. Good luck, Jana. We'll miss you a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I'm coming back soon. Ten days. Yeah. Oh, you're counting. Yeah. <laughs> you better, you better deliver. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that myself and some of the other alumni like say to to each other uh, when we like say goodbye, it's kind of a weird sense of humor. Um, instead of saying like "see you later" or like "bye," uh, we will say like things like "I can't wait to kick you in the face again." That's so sweet, <laughs> Patricia. I can I kick can't. you now. So I know. I can't <laughs> wait to jumping spin hook your faces and. Next time I miss you. Let me you. see you. That's how much I miss y'all. I'll jump and spin hook. Yeah. Oh, your faces. 
Yeah. So that's what I'm saying to y'all. I can't wait to kick you all in the face. Well, with the exception, I think, except for Danica, I don't think I'd want to spar her. But with that, hey, thanks for being on this podcast. We love y'all. And uh, good luck and good night. It was so much fun. Thank you. It was. Fun Thank too. You. Thank you, Coach Mike, for everything. This has been another episode of Texas Taekwondo in the Coach's Corner. If you would like to contribute to the Texas Taekwondo Alumni Association Endowment Fund, please contact Texas Taekwondo Alumni at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, hook them. Did you wash your hands for 20 seconds, Patty? No, that was too <laughs> quick. That was way too quick. Patty. Danica didn't either. <laughs> no, what I do. Did you wash your hands, Danica? For Wait, 20 oh seconds. No, you so that caught me. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you see. Ew. Nasty. <laughs> see what I have to live with? <laughs> We're dirty, we admit it. I'm going to have to cut that from uh, <laughs> the podcast. No, leave it in. Oh, my gosh. How nasty these two are. Uh. <laughs>